1: It's a joy to be here this evening amen Amen. and I want to thank God because I believe that it is God who has made this gathering possible Um, we've been trying to have these meetings for some time but I have been very busy and it has not been easy but I thank God for the privilege of being a vessel that he can use some people are excited when they are Ghana's ambassador to where? Qatar, Kenya, Afghanistan, Libya, UK. But I am privileged to be an ambassador of the gospel. And I don't take that for granted. Amen. Having thanked God, I also want to thank your headmistress, your assistant headmistress, your senior house mistress. Your chaplain and all the members of staff who have made this occasion possible. And I want to say that the reason why we call this conference Daughter You Can Make It is because it is a blessing. To be born female. But in Genesis 3, when Eve tempted Adam to sin, and when God came with a punishment, do you have your Bibles with you? Yes. Genesis chapter 3, come with me. This is what God told the serpent. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and shall rule over thee. Now it is significant to know that. God punished the serpent as well. And what we read in Genesis 3.15, God said to the serpent, not to the woman, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And you will be able to bruise the heel of the woman's seed, but the woman's seed will bruise your head. Amen. That punishment was not the woman. It was to Satan. And that means that every female has the potential of destroying the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It was Satan's punishment. And God said, I will put enmity. The woman will hate you. You will be the woman's enemy. And she will also be your enemy. Even her seed, what Bring forth, your seed will fight the seed. But above all, the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of the serpent. And so when you look at a girl child's life, when there's war anywhere, the people don't come just to fight. When they are fighting and they are taking booty with them, they carry women and children. When they are fighting in Sierra Leone, Liberia, where there's been war, even in Libya now, they say that one of the weapons they are using is rape. So they have come to fight all right. But as guns are going, when they see the girl child, they just think of, how can I exploit her? How can I use her? How can I destroy her destiny before she gets anywhere? How can I do something that I can take away from her? And then, before you know, your life is something else. I think that most women don't cause war. It's men who cause war and fight and exchange gunfights and things. But in the midst of the war, it's women and children who suffer the most. Now, even in our cultural family, if a girl is growing up and there's not enough money in the family, it used to be that the boys stood a better chance of being educated than the girl. The girl was just to be domesticated, which is good and necessary. If you're a woman and you can't cook, there's also some way. And you modern-day girls, you can't cook. And yet you say you are in love. So, the woman is likely to be relegated. the back and sometimes has given rise to feminist movements where people say what a man can do a woman can do better I don't believe in that I believe that what a man can do a woman can also do what God has ordained her to do a woman needs a man and a man needs a woman otherwise God's creation even be perpetrated amen So I'm not a feminist, if you like, but I believe in affirming the girl child. Now, when you look, even, you know, I I, I have the privilege of being on the Domestic Violence Management Board, Anna. And when we first went for a board meeting, they showed a slide to sensitize us about what happens in domestic violence. At a point, I couldn't look at some of the pictures. It was terrible. A woman whose boyfriend, a mason, has beaten her. She has lost her sight because he poured acid or whatever. She has slashes all over her body. And she still stays. And she stays because sometimes she has no self-esteem. or her self-esteem is gone. Or she feels that this is her lot. Or she feels that that's how it is. Or she feels that if I leave, who will look after me? All these things make me know that the Bible is true. And that Satan is on the war path against the female species. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. He does not sometimes cause us to triumph. He always causes us to triumph. When a girl is going to school, and I said this when I was, I was invited to launch the MTN Girl Mentorship Program, which is a girl today, a leader tomorrow. So it was in Accra, and they had some of the schools coming, and I said to the ladies, the ladies like you, that as you are sitting here, Sometimes we allow males to take advantage of us. You are just in SS1, but you are sleeping with some boy. You are just in SS2, but you want to experiment things that God is ready to bless you with at the right time. Now, sometimes it comes to pass that you get pregnant. That foolish Joseph who made you pregnant... the day that you discover that you are pregnant you are a little girl you are not ready for the challenges of motherhood even your body is not ready for that you are not ready financially you are not ready emotionally you are not ready psychologically but you have jumped the gun and you are going to make yourself pregnant the day that you start to do whoa, whoa and your mother says what is wrong that foolish Joseph boy still attends classes. He still goes to school. And even he can write wasi. And you, you are at home. Why? Because you have a, a morning sickness. A sickness that should come over women. You have gone to take it upon yourself. On the day that you deliver, that's the day he graduates with honors. On the day that you are in labor, You are in labor, you have gone back in your education. That's the day that all his tips came and he was really able to write the exam. Now, why should you be a fool? Ask the person next to you. I mean, explain to me. Explain to me. Now, as we grow up, we are supposed to be in school. St- I've not started my ceremony yet. Don't worry. We are supposed to be in school studying. Instead of concentrating on our studies, we are going to get involved in relationships that we are not mature enough for. So when they give us prep, when they give us prep, instead of concentrating on the prep, Then you say, oh, why hasn't Joseph written to me? Instead of concentrating on your prep and studying hard and looking up the research things you should do, spend half of your prep time writing to Joseph and he won't even reply. And not only will he not reply, but he has another girlfriend in holy child. Mercy. You have made Joseph's words like the book of the Bible. Instead of meditating on God's word. When God says I will never leave you nor forsake you. You have taken the name of Jesus out and you have put Joseph telling you that he will never leave you or forsake you. But that's a lie from hell. Hallelujah. I have been, when I was in secondary school, I was in a group called the Friends of Ankafu. So we used to visit mental hospitals. Now, whenever we went to the male side, it was because they were using drugs, they were on marijuana, something had sent them there. But whenever we went to the female side, there would be workers, say, Peter, Peter, oh, John, 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 I came to tell you, That Peter does not deserve you. John does not deserve you. You have to turn your eyes and become serious with things that you have to be serious with. Amen, ladies. I am not saying that all males are bad or that all males are evil. But I'm saying that you are not psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually ready. To handle a relationship. And the person who is telling you in SS1. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. He doesn't even know what he's saying. Amen ladies. As a young girl coming up. When I saw this in the mental hospital. I said a prayer. I said God. Help me to put my trust in you and you alone. Help me to build my relationship with you and help me to be strong and help me not to make any human being my God such that that human being can send me to the mental hospital. Give me strength to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. Then I went on to the university. When I went to the university, by the grace of God, God kept me, and I still walked with God. But that does not mean there were no temptations. There were temptations. When we arrived in October, there was something they used to call October Rush. You see... I think that you are in love with the idea of being in love. So, October rush. Yeah, a Christian girl trying to serve God. But the rush affects you whether you like it or not. And different people came and they said different things. One day I came to my pigeonhole and I saw an invitation. And the invitation said, "Tall hunk of a toe tapper, love lapper, and this is the gapper." Hallelujah. And this is the gapper. And all these wraps were behind the card, and then when you open it, Mr. P invites you to this. Wow. And I had some friends and some relatives around me who were not... You know how some people are often half-baked? Here and there, you know, you are not straightforward. And so my faith was tested. And I met this young man who used to come and visit me in my room. First, He was an unbeliever. He was an unbeliever. But when he came, I said, oh, I'm a Christian. And then I witnessed to him, you must give your life to Christ. I've never seen a faster conversion. Everything I said, he said, okay. I said, you must give your life to Christ. Okay. We must pray now. Okay. When are you ready to pray? Now. When are you receiving Christ? Now. So I said, okay, bow your head for prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, he's, oh, very, very keen convert. Because what I was trying to do is what we call convert to possess. Have you heard it before? You know the person is an unbeliever, but you are trying to convert him quickly. So it can work. Amen. Amen. I was just in my room evening. I believe the Holy Spirit visited me. And God said, how long will you be between two opinions? I mean, you are a Christian, but unbelievers flow with you. They feel comfortable with you. What, What type of thing is that? Since you came to the university, you are trying to compromise. And I saw that what God was saying. So I broke down in my room on my knees and I said, Lord... I give it all up to you, including this nice boy who would really sport and then wear chalet. I said, oh, what a cool dude. But I gave it up. It meant losing some friends. I was lonely for a long time because I was going to the Christian fellowship, all right, so and I, with my Christian friends. It's from school. But I still lost some friends. Especially those who told me, we like your you are not intimidated. You flow with everybody. When people tell you that your Christianity is proper. Anyway. After some time. So I, I, I just give up everything to be serious with God and just walk on. After some time, this same dude came to get girlfriends on my row. Oh, heartbreak galore. From this one to this one. From this one, the last time I heard of him, he's staying with somebody he has not married and they have three children. And I think that God was showing me what my life would have been. Sometimes we think God is taking pleasure away from us. We think God wants us to be happy. We think God is depriving us of something, but really, all that he's doing is to bring you into a good place. Amen. Amen. Why am I saying all these things? I'm saying it to say that in your walk as a girl child, you will meet many things. You will meet many obstacles, many setbacks, many things that break your heart, things that you may not be able to change. Sometimes you've been abused in a way, you may not be able to change that. But allowing Jesus to come into your life will make all the difference. I want to say that as the girl child grows, you become a woman. When you go to Kolebu, there's a whole big building called Chinad. And there's another big building for obstetrics and gynecology. They are all devoted to women and how we are made and all our issues. Amen. Even in the night, it's the man who gives the seed, but it's the woman who nurtures what is within. Amen. And she has to nurture it for nine months. The man does not have any morning sickness. The man does not have to ask for any excuse duty to go for antenatal. Do you understand? All these things make us peculiar, but also present problems and challenges to us. So this evening I came to speak to you about, take up your cross. Take up your cross. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And then Matthew 10 verse 38 if you could just quickly go there Matthew 10 verse 38 Matthew 10:38 and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me Amen okay. Now the word if any man Defines those who must take up their cross Self-denial is one of the basic truths of the gospel There's no greater statement that Jesus made than this He Describes those who cannot be his disciples and he says he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me Amen Now, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, any man. So the decision to come after him is our choice. The decision to come after him will not be forced upon us. The decision to come after him depends on us. You see, God sent a present. That was his son. But sometimes you can decide, I don't like this present. I'm not going to have anything to do with it. It's up to us. Amen. Amen. And he says that after you have given your life to him, if any man, any, whether tall, short, rich, poor, affluent, uneducated, educated, literate, illiterate, semi-illiterate, it doesn't matter, if any man will come after me, that is, will follow me. Amen. Amen. So we are also called to follow. Hallelujah. We are called to follow. But how many of us are able to follow God? If any man, whether you are in SS1, SS2, SHS, you say now, huh? SHS3, SHS4, you've just finished Wasi and you feel you're on top of the world. If any man. Will come after me. That is discipleship. Following him. As we go on the course of life. Sometimes we veer off. Due to temptations. Sometimes we veer off due to deceptions. Sometimes we veer off. Due to our own desires. Things that we want to do. We veer off. It as if any man will come after me. Let him deny himself. Let him. Let him. Let her deny herself. Amen. There are many things you have to deny yourself of. With God. Like the example I gave you. I denied myself of, of a handsome man, if you like. But God gave me a more handsome man. <laughs> I denied myself of what I thought was love. But God gave me a better love, Amen. Amen. And when I look back, I say, God, thank you for helping me not to waste my time, waste my emotions, waste my words, and even waste my ink. <laughs> Men, let him deny himself. Now, what is the self? Self is self-will. Self is the desire the self has. Self is the comfort of this life. You know, sometimes you are in a, between a rock and a hard place. Meet this man who says, oh, you are a school girl, but I would like to flow with you. And I'll be giving you money. You will not need anything. So because of comfort, and because we are not able to deny ourselves anything, we follow such things. When it's visiting Sunday, you say, Your uncle. When you come home, he's your boyfriend. You see, when I was in school, there was a lady. Every time, Benz will bring her, drop her at Volta Hall in Lagon. And the man was quite elderly. So we say, Ah, this elderly man, what is he to you? She said, He's my uncle. So we all accepted it, that he was her uncle. Now as we went along in the course, we saw that she had become pregnant. And then people said, I mean the university, you know, so they said, oh, wow. So who is responsible for your pregnancy? It was the uncle. We went on to do postgraduate and the uncle became a husband and she became a second wife. Because she couldn't deny herself. You see, when we were walking to the law faculty with our books and things, walking, sweating, then she would come in this Benz, air-conditioned. Ooh, <laughs> And you have just gotten to the door. You are sweating. You are wiping yourself. And then the, the, the glasses would just roll down. And then you have the privilege of hearing the music. <laughs> And you this? Ah, this girl is blessed. Hey, this girl is lucky. Oh, I wish I were here. Hey, her life is so easy. Look, no dinner is free, yo. Everything has a price. One day, I met this lady and she said, never. I hadn't asked her anything. I said, oh, Since we left school, I haven't seen you for a while. How is it? You know, we just met. She said, hey, athlete, never trust a man. Do you remember that my uncle boyfriend who used to come when we were in school? I said, yes. She said, I've had three children with him. Can you believe that one day at dawn, he just packed his things that he's going to his first home? Can you believe it? I said, "I'm, I'm surprised, but not... Amen. Amen. She told me I really insulted him. And the man said, You little girl, you don't respect. And she told me, I'm a little girl, never from, so I respect woman. I'm a little girl. Came for me. If you respected yourself, would you come for me? I was very surprised that love can turn so far. Why? She was not able to deny herself of what looked charming, what looked glittering, what looked like it will never end. And that's how you and I are. We are not able to deny ourselves. As for the self, if you allow it, it will lead you in places you never thought you would go. If you allow your flesh to dominate you, it will take you to a place that you never dreamt you would go. The flesh has all the desires, the carnal desires. The flesh has all the sensual desires and all the types of even thinking and imaginations that are not of God. But we have to come to the place where we say no to the flesh. In the modern day Christianity, we never say no. We dress anyhow to satisfy the flesh and the crowd. When we go home, that's why you are forced to wear house dresses. Because sometimes if you are liberated, the type of things that your flesh will wear, we, we, we can't take it. And some of you can't wait to go on holiday to wear a mawe, Where all your underpants and everything are showing. And when you finish, you say you are the temple of the living God. I think you are a lotto kiosk. You are not the temple of the living God. But the drive to satisfy the flesh. The drive to belong. Like you've come to the university. It's October rush. Everybody has a Russian. Only you. You don't have any Russian in your life. It's not go solo. But for the sake of your conviction. the sake of your devotion to God. You must learn to say no. No to the self. Hallelujah. Sometimes if you can't afford it. You can't afford it. You don't have to impress anybody. When all is said and done. These people are not the ones who will make you anything. For the Bible says that promotion does not come from the east nor the west. But promotion comes from God. Hallelujah. If any man will come after me. Let him deny himself. Sometimes things happen and you want to manifest your emotions. You want to just be angry and misbehave. But you must learn to say no to the flesh. Your flesh is like a dog. You have to put a chain on the dog. dog, we are going this way. Dog, we are turning right. Dog, we are turning left. Because Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27. Let's read it because I think it's worthwhile. Some of you, you don't know the books of the Bible at all. When the issues of life come knocking on your door, it's not how short your miniskirt is. It's not how tight your leggings are. But it's whether you can say, man shall not live by bread alone. Hallelujah. Turn to the person who said, can you say it is written? Can you say it is written? But I keep my body under and bring it into objection. Lest that means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. But I keep my body under. Another verse says, I discipline my body. Another verse says, I make my body serve me. Why? Because your body is like a balloon on water. It will always like to come up. It will always like to be the dominant thing in your life. But Paul, writing, said, I, not an angel, not somebody else somewhere, not my scripture union leader, not my fellow leader, but I, Keep my body under, under the water, under, under control. Why? Lest after preaching Christ, after you've preached. Let me ask you, have you been to the third or fourth heavens before like Paul? Have you written more than half the New Testament? Have you met Jesus on the road to Damascus when he has called you, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Have you been to the Arabian desert for 14 years to be taught face to face by the Holy Spirit? Have you walked such that your shadow falling on people will bring healing? Have you preached the gospel around the globe more than Paul? But he still had to keep his body under. How much more you? Small you. Even first heaven, you have not been. Even to write an essay is a problem. How much more the books of the Bible? But the Apostle Paul said, I I keep my body under, under, under control, under subjection, under discipline. Why? Lest after preaching Christ, I myself may be a castaway. Nobody is too big to be a castaway. Nobody is too mature in the body of Christ to be a castaway. If you don't keep your body under, your body will disgrace you. Have you not seen that sometimes you have running stomach, don't control it, your body. oh, your body, it will just, I mean, disgrace you fully. Amen. So you need to keep your body under. And that is what Jesus was saying in Matthew 16, that if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him not fulfill the desires of the flesh. As for the temptations, you will have them. You will like that. Kiss you, yes. Amen. You will have. You will like to have an intimate relationship with a female that you should not have. But you must keep your body under. Amen. Lest after preaching Christ. Lest after knowing Christ, lest after coming to church all this time, you'll just be a castaway. A castaway is something that you just throw away. I mean, a, a chaff. You just put it somewhere. And God gives us the power to keep our bodies under. Now, many of us come to the altar many times to give our lives to Christ. Whenever there's an altar call, which is good, we respond. But we don't come to the place where we keep our bodies under. We don't come to the place where we deny ourselves of anything. And if you are not ready to sacrifice anything, there will be no power in your life. This is something that other religions know about. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sins. Even Juju men ask for sheep's blood, the blood of fowls, blood of goats. Even in the Old Testament, the blood of goats Was supposed to be a cleansing because there's a certain power that is released in the blood. And that is why Jesus went to the cross so that he would die and shed his blood. And when he shed that blood, it released a certain power that brought you and I in relationship with him. In the same way, if you don't follow him and take up your own cross, everybody has a cross. And as you walk, the university has its cross. SHS has its cross. Primary school has its cross. Post university has its cross. Sometimes you are working and your boss says, You know, you are due for a promotion, but try and sleep with me and then I'll give you the promotion. Sometimes when you haven't reached there, you can't believe it, but it is real. Can you deny yourself of that pay raise? And be like Joseph. said, Potiphar's wife, I know that if I sleep with you, I'll get access to a lot of things. But I can't sin against God. Although in this country, nobody knows me. If I do anything with you, nobody will know. I'm just a Hebrew boy from far away. Not even one soul knows about me. But because of the kind of relationship I have with God. Even if it means fleeing. If it means leaving my coat with you. I will do it. So that I will please God. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's a price to pay to follow Jesus. There's a high price, the high calling of God. When you are called upon to pay that price, will you pay it? Or go the way of the, oh, it's nice. It's great. Some of you, you don't do things because you want to do them. But you do things because of peer pressure. Makes you do things that even if your parents had, they will be so shocked. But that person who is putting pressure on you, is a human being just like you. Has frailties and weaknesses just like you. So why should that person control your life? Tell me why. When you become born again, your flesh does not change. It is the same. That's why if you were short when you gave your life to Christ, you don't become tall the next day. Hallelujah. Amen. What has happened is God gives you a new spirit but your body and your flesh remains the same. It does not change. And then God tells us what to do with our body and that is 1 Corinthians 9 27, that you keep your body under and you make it serve you. There are times when I don't feel like forgiving people but the word of God has said it. And so I don't have to follow how I feel. Jesus is Lord, not feelings are Lord. Our feelings are not our lords. And the fact that you feel does not mean it's right. Your feelings cannot lead you. The Word of God must lead you. Amen. So when God says forgive, so that your heavenly Father will forgive you, you just believe. Whatever God's Word says, this girl, what she has done, I don't feel like I forgive. But because of God's word, nevertheless are thy word. Just let it go. Why should somebody let you go to hell? Why should somebody let your prayers be unanswered? You have given the person too much control over your life. The person is not worth it. It is Jesus that should be the Lord of your life. And because your body does not change, that's why you still have problems even though you, still, you say you are born again. Your body will always like to come up. Your body will always like to manifest. Paul said, the good that I want to do, I can't do. The evil that I don't want to do, that is what I do. And then he says, oh, wretched man that I am. And says, I thank through Jesus Christ. That when you come into Christ, a certain power is released so that you can walk the walk. So don't be discouraged that, oh, lady, when I'm praying, I sleep. Amen. So you may not see that you have become righteous overnight but you can see that there's a certain holy desire in you to live for God and to do what is right and when you are a toddler and you are walking sometimes you slip you see when I was coming I fell into your little gutter here because I didn't see it so sometimes you are walking you don't even plan to but you can slip but when you slip you should behave like I did quickly get out of the gutter brush yourself and walk in as if nothing has happened and God will take care of the rest. Yes. Amen. Yes. So you need to keep your body under. Your body is a temple. Why are you using it for all sorts of things? It's only Loto cures that everybody can come and buy. The Nkatia cellar, the ice water cellar, pure water. Everybody who wants to take Loto can stay. But you are the temple of the living God. And certain things must not be allowed to live in you. When you are born again, your body remains the same. It does not change. You and I have to keep our bodies under. Amen. Now, I've said that the Holy Spirit empowers us to keep our body under. And I've talked about denying yourself, denying your flesh. When when you you go and apply for a visa and they say denied, it means you asked for it and they said no. And that's the same you should do to your body. Your body will ask for give me this. You say, Oh, denied. Your body will say, Oh, let's go with these boys to that dark corner. And then denied. It's not coming on. Amen. Your body will say, Let's have an illicit relationship with another. And then you will say, No, I'm not going to go into that. Deny. Deny. Amen. Amen. Now, I just want to read a verse to you from Romans chapter 1 and then we'll continue. Romans chapter 1. Are you there? Verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Oh, my time is up. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Okay? Verse 23, Romans chapter 1. And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image, made like to corruptible men and to birds and beasts and all that. Verse 24. Wherefore? God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Amen. Verse 26, for this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving that natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over. To a reprobate mind. To do those things which are not convenient. Amen. Yes. <laughs> the Bible says you can have vile affections. Vile. vile. Affections can be good. In future, when you meet Mr. Wright And you are Miss Wright, And you decide to tie the marriage knot. At that time, you will have a certain affection for Mr. Wright, like I had for Dr. Doug mills yes. Men. Amen. And that affection is allowed by God. But there's a certain vile affection where women use women and men use men. And the Bible says, you become like that, God gives you up to a reprobate mind. And not only that, they burn in lust towards another. Because they don't retain the knowledge of God in their minds. And that's what's happening in the world today. And you should not allow that to happen to you. It is not scriptural. Hallelujah. So you keep your body under. And you make it serve you. And the only way we get strength, one of the key ways... It's our close relationship with God. Why? Because when you stay in his presence, when you spend time with him, you become more like him. The Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body. So God gives you a certain spirit, a certain power that you don't have before. It is only when you give your life to him, you get that power. Now, Lady Reverend, okay, you say our spirits are born again. Our bodies are not born again. What about our souls or our emotions, our intellect, our thinking? What do we do about that? Romans chapter 12. I'm ending soon. To continue tomorrow. Amen. Amen. And he says, I beseech you therefore brethren, he was writing to Christian brothers, by the mercy of God, to do what? That you present your bodies A living sacrifice. Look, it's a sacrifice to give your body up. It's a sacrifice not to obey the dictates of the flesh. It's a sacrifice to come to the altar and this is your body. And you say, Lord, look, the body has the five senses, isn't it? Anything that you crucify, you put nails in, it hurts. So when Paul says that, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body. Don't go and call your mother to present it. Don't call your pastor to present it, but you bring your body, present your body. A what? A dead sacrifice? A one-off sacrifice? A living sacrifice. And do you know something about living sacrifices? They always want to run away from the altar because they have life in them. If you put a living sacrifice, it's different from when it's a dead animal. But you and I, we are living sacrifices. All our blood, our pulses, our, they are working fully. So when you put it at the altar, the body says, no, I don't want to be there. Oh, oh, no, I don't want to be there. But Paul says, you have power over your body. So present it. When you present something, it's not under duress. You know, in law, when you do something under duress, it's not legal. You understand? understand? maybe you commit a crime and then you are asked for your statement. But before you are asked for your statement, they beat you. uh? Then they say, confess. If you can prove that that confession was under duress, that it wasn't willing, willingly, then it's not tenable in court because it's under duress. In the same way, you don't give your body under duress. The Bible says, you come and present your bodies. This is your body, or you bring it. A living sacrifice. It, it, it involves Joseph, Freaky Frida, Sexy Sammy, and Jumping Jonathan. You are offering all of them. I give my body a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. I always say it doesn't matter. Cry, but obey God. Cry, but obey God. Some of us, we are here, but we are dual in nature. In school, we are seen as very good girls, but behind the scenes, we have another life. I have known people like that. I'm always pastoring people. I'm always doing counseling. Not only in my church, but From everywhere. And when people come, they tell me all sorts of things. One person told me, you know, Lady Reverend, I got first class in my paper, but I slept my way through. Oh, yes, live. I slept my way. I said, how? He said, my lecturer. Every day he would say, you have to pay. You have to pay. So I paid, and I paid, and I paid. And now I'm a first class student. (laughs) A living sacrifice. Present your bodies, not the one sitting by you, but you, your own. A living sacrifice. Sacrifice is something that is costly. Sacrifice is something that is painful. Sacrifice is something that's not easy. But sacrifice is something also that releases the power of God. I mean, I look back, I don't even feel it's been... I mean, if you sacrifice a foolish boy, is it sacrifice? Oh, it's a blessing. It's a deliverance from God. Amen. And then verse 2, which is the last verse, says that, And be not conformed to this world. To be conformed means to agree, to flow with, to be in sync with, and to be the same as. He so said, Don't be conformed, changed, adapted to this world. But be ye transformed. Trans means you are crossing to the other side. Trans. T-R-A-N-S. Transformed. Formed again. Formed anew. How? By the renewing of your minds. Because the world thinks differently. So when you become born again, not only do you crucify the flesh, but you begin to renew your mind. The world will tell you that love is sex. Sex when I was going out with my husband we were beloved for four years and by the grace of God we walked in purity and my brothers were then unbelievers so they used to ask me in the house so this relationship, what is the use? because when the guy comes you sit in the hall you flow, you chat you give him some food or whatever but the relationship you know they hear. here <laughs> Ask them, why? They said, when the person comes, you don't do anything. You don't kiss the person. You don't do anything. So, what is the difference between this relationship and the who is also a boy? Oh, this one, there's commitments in it. We know that we want to get married, but we just have to keep ourselves pure. The world doesn't understand it. But I thank God for the grace he gave me to just keep walking on that road. today, those brothers who told me that you know they here not only are they born again but they are also pastors in the kingdom of God. If I had followed their way of thinking you know they here. One of them used to bring his girlfriend to the house. I remember. And then he would be playing this song. Nothing gonna change my love for you. He played it so much. That I got to know the song. And then after that, only two songs they play. I don't know what they are doing in the room. Tonight, I celebrate my love for you. But in spite of the music, nothing is going to change my love. Tonight, I celebrate my love for you. After here, he will bring many more girls into the same house. Tonight. I celebrate my. Life. It's only tonight, oh! So listen to the song proper. <laughs> but be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed. Be changed. Be changed by the renewing of your minds. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't think like the world. Don't choose the world's values. They don't last. Look, I have not lived too long, but I've lived appreciably long in comparison with some of you. And I have come to see that all the people that people thought these were the people blowing time in the university. Do you understand? Yeah. Blowing time. There was a lady. Oh, man. She was fully sponsored. And every time she would just be going on holidays, flying, you know. And every time her sports alone would induce silence. You understand? In the middle of Walter Hall, there's a long walkway. So people will be standing there chatting with their friends about when she comes to pass. Hey, snake skin dress, snake skin bag, and snake skin shoes. And she'll just be going like this. And she'll just be rolling her suitcase. And people will say, "Wow!" when she passes by people, Everybody becomes Christ. Can you believe that that lady never got married? Yes. And all those people I've seen now, when they see me, they say, Adelaide, you were saying it on campus, but we couldn't get it. Some of them send me texts. Some of them want me to even come and speak in their churches that they attend. They say that what you started doing before, when we were in the university, that was the best, but we didn't know. Keep on preaching. Don't stop. Stay on this route. And some of them, the ones we used to work with snake skin, they hey, now when I see them, they are wearing Udasubo. Do you know Udasubo? That's <laughs> a type of slippery scarf, eh? I saw one of them, Udasubo Nando, she's working, I said, she said, hey, Adelaide, hello. Meet my husband and my daughter. Hey, can people lose shininess like this? I can't believe it. One other lady I met at Malcolm, she called me to the side and said, Adelaide, you were preaching the gospel to us. We should have listened. It's not nice to hear that. Do you understand? She said that if the dustbins in Volta Hall could cry out, they would cry out with my babies. I didn't know. I was just following Christ, but I didn't know that all these things were going on. She said I, they would cry out with my babies, and then she told me, "Do you remember this? Is my boyfriend. I remember him because he was also in school of admin." I said, "Yes, I remember." She said that it was because of him. Every time I get pregnant, he would say, "Let's throw it away. Let's throw it away. Let's throw it away." Today, I'm in ministry, but I don't have a child. Adley, don't stop preaching. Preach to the young girls, save their lives at any cost. I'm with you, and that's why I'm here this evening. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed. The world, the world is not worthy of you. It's a deception. Can't you see that Satan tempted even Jesus? He came and said, The glory, oh the the kingdoms of the glory, I'll give it to you. If you only bow like this, it's just a small thing. It's just a genuflection here. It's just a small physical thing you do. You just bow like this, Jesus, and I'll give you all this. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. But some of us would have said, ah, I've come to even reach the nations of the world. So if just doing this will let me get all them. My work will be easier. I don't need any cross. I don't need, but it's a deception. There's no pain, no gain without pain. There's nothing like that. Even in your studies, if you don't learn, no matter how shabre you are, you will fail. People who are intelligent, they have to imbibe the knowledge. You have to learn. You can just be there, I'm chabre I don't look in my notes, I don't. No. Knowledge must be acquired. Amen. In the same If you want to serve God, you must pay the price. You must renew your mind. Don't think like your friend thinks. Don't think like the drama on television thinks. Don't think like the soap operas and the Mexican things. What are they called? (laughs) Storm over paradise or in paradise. You know? And you see the people quarreling and then Andre did this. I don't know whether there's an Andre. This one did this and then it's all renewing your mind. But let the word of God renew your mind. Think the way Jesus thinks. Believe in the things that Jesus believes. And value the things that Jesus values. And your life will be blessed. Stand to your feet. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. All to Jesus. I surrender. Mean it. Mean it from your heart. Tonight. Surrender everything. Your duality. Your unseriousness with God. Your life. Your future. Surrender it all tonight. And trust him in his presence it's time to surrender all. I I surrender present your bodies a living sacrifice. I surrender. Let him take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself. All. God is asking for all, not a part. Oh, I surrender. Lift your hands as a sign of surrender and give him all. I surrender. Some of you, it's the relationships you don't have to be in. Some of you, it's fear, pressure. Some of you have to reevaluate your values. Oh, bring them to the altar. Yes. Surrender all. Surrender all. Jesus is here. Bring along the house. Surrender all. Sing it again. And mean it. Mean it from your heart. Oh, Jesus. Your children are crying to you tonight surrendering all to you. And give them a new beginning, Lord. All, all to thee. The blessed Savior. I and I surrender, surrender I cannot take my seat without giving you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You are here. Tonight, You want to say, Lady Reverend, I want to mean business with God. I don't want to go to heaven die. I want to go to heaven. I want to make my relationship with God right. If you are here like that this evening, just put up your hand wherever you are, and I'll pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to escape hell, and you want to make it to heaven. You want eternal life. You want a new beginning. Lift up your hands. If you put up your hand, I don't know whether you can come forward. Forget about who is on your left. Just make your way here. I'm about ending. Come forward if you lifted your hand. Okay. Hands up. I want to pray with you. You want to say, Lord Jesus? Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, this evening I come to you just as I am. Lord, take my life. Please repeat it after me and make me a new person. Tonight I bring my life to you. I lay down at the altar. And I take your new life, give to me. Thank you for coming to the cross for me. Thank you that I have eternal life, and thank you for a new beginning. Thank you for my sins that are washed away tonight, because of the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that I'm your child from this moment. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh North Kaneshi. Or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 243 0243- 187900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips@gmail.com. At we would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.